The T20 World Cup is coming to our shores in 2020 with the best of the best striving for the ultimate glory. Before that all kicks off, let's join Mel Jones as she chats to cricket royalty on road to the T20 World Cup. In the history of World Cups, only Lynn Larson in 1988 and Michael Clarke in 2015 have captained Australia to World Cup titles at home. Meg Lanning has a chance to become just the third and the first Aussie T20 captain to do so in the coming weeks. A relaxed but very focused Lanning took time out to chat to us on Road to the T20 World Cup about her leadership style, what happens when it all clicks out in the middle and when it doesn't, and a quick word association with each member of the Australian women's cricket team. Meg, I can't believe you don't have a coffee in your hand. <laughs> I've already had two. Oh, okay. <laughs> Two minutes early, what, nine o'clock? I was going to say it's nine o'clock. You were two, two in the morning. If I've had two before night, it'll be three for the day. But I do try to spread them out usually, but I felt like having two today. Two two of the same? Flat whites, yeah. Yeah, they're my go-to. Okay, okay. Deliciously, really creamy. You didn't... You didn't start as a flat white girl, though. No, I was a piccolo girl early. Yeah. And then I tasted a flat white one day and I was like, geez, that's good. And <laughs> I continued on. So you would class yourself as sort of your typical snobby Melbourne coffee elitist. Is, is that true? Oh, uh, yes. I do like to find the good coffee. I do yeah. my research wherever we're going. What do you go the... to app? Have you got an app on your phone? No, coffee? I use Instagram a lot. Yep. I sort of just, I follow a few of the... Um, accounts that sort of go to all the cafes and stuff and then yeah. I just Google it and Instagram it and find it from there. Yeah, off you go. Okay. Enough back coffee. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get into the cricket stuff. Let's get straight into, and I, I, I've given you very little warning on this question, your favourite sporting memory. Yeah, I'm going to go to footy with this one, but it must have been... So Australian rules football. Yeah, sorry, yeah. AFL. Yeah. It must have been 2005, I reckon. Nick Davis. Yep. When he kicked four goals in the last quarter <laughs> against Geelong, I was in the forward pocket. Uh, we'd driven down from Melbourne. Yeah. And three-quarter time, I was not happy. We were <laughs> playing very poorly. I was very sad. And then the miracle, Nick Davis. Like, yeah. That was unbelievable. The SCG on that day was just absolutely... Like, the atmosphere was incredible. So that's certainly my best moment. So Sydney Swan supporter because you spent the first part of your childhood up there? Yeah, that's right, yep. Uh, all of primary school in Sydney. Mum's um, from Sydney originally, so I um, grew up there and then yeah. moved down to Melbourne and been here ever since. Did they try and claim you at any stage? No, there's no? a few whispers here and there. Okay. But, uh, <laughs> I would consider myself a Victorian these days. Even though you're back for the Sydney Swans. That's yes, <laughs> my only tie back, I think. <laughs> and look, I've known you for years, so know your backstory a little bit, but um, I think for everyone it'd be nice to sort of get a feel as to if your childhood has been the same as with a lot of the other players. We've had Belinda Clark on first, um, all the way through to Heather Knight and the likes. Did you play every sport? Were you a sports nuffy? I was, yeah. I love sport. Uh, I love being active. There's five kids in our family, so there's plenty of people to get out there and play with, uh, especially my young sister Anna, who yep. um, we're born on the same day, two years apart, but uh, <laughs> we had some really good battles. Uh, but, yeah, anything like footy, hockey, yeah little bit of golf and stuff like that. I just loved it. I just wanted to play and it uh, didn't matter who it was with. If they yeah. were playing, I wanted to be part of it. Team sports more than individual? Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah, yeah. I just loved yeah working together with people and meeting new people. And yeah. um, 
I think I loved winning as well from a very young age. So um, we'll get back to, to that. Wanted to <laughs> start early. <laughs> Hockey, it's been probably a consistent with some of the players that are playing international cricket at the moment. Sophie Devine has just hit her first maiden T Twenty Hundred. She's yeah, using right? <laughs> up all her runs now. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, A.B. de Villiers, he was a big hockey player. Uh, what do you find within hockey that um, lends itself to being an advantage for cricket? Oh, I think the hand-eye coordination is mm. very similar. I used to feel like I had an advantage when the ball was slightly in the air um, yeah. when I played hockey. Uh, but, yeah, it's obviously a very similar sort of um, hit. And, yeah, for, for me, I just... I, like I always wanted to play hockey for some reason. I, yeah. I, I played cricket all the way through, but I didn't play hockey till year seven, but I always wanted to play it. That's yeah. when I first got my opportunity to play at school. Yeah. Uh, Did you see it on TV? Or? I think so. I reckon yeah. I watched the hockey roos a lot growing yeah. up. The Nicky Hudson sort of era, yeah, where they were yeah, really yeah. dominant at the Olympics. They were and, awesome. Uh, <laughs> I, that was actually what I wanted to do. I wanted to go to the Olympics and play hockey. Yep. Uh, I never really thought about playing cricket for Australia <laughs> until I started playing and the ambition sort of changed. Yeah. Uh, but... Yeah, I just and initially it was also a way of keeping me fit in the winter too because I hated running. Running, not my thing. Like tunes <laughs> changed a little bit on that, but uh, it would keep me fit without having to think too much about yeah. it. Was there a little bit of a fight or a battle or a tug of war over hockey and cricket between the admin? Not so much you. Yeah, uh, probably not too much. I yeah. think um, when I was sort of seventeen or eighteen, I was some state stuff with hockey um, and obviously cricket as well and then I got picked to play for Australia for cricket Mm -hmm. and then that was the end of it (laughs) so cricket became a lot busier and I was playing a lot more and um, I was always better at cricket I think so um, it was just sort of what happened in the end. Do you think that makes a difference because there's a few of the sort of multi-sport people you know at least Perry for football and cricket do you think that's what it comes down to also a being better at it than a love of it or is it a bit of both? It's a little bit of both. I, I suppose I always saw hockey as, yeah, a bit of an escape from cricket in a way, yeah, like something yeah, different. Yeah. I, like, I love the fact in hockey that you can miss the ball and then you can go back and get it. Whereas <laughs> in cricket, if you miss the ball, you're out. Uh, and so I actually loved that aspect of it. Like, like you can make mistakes and you just, yeah. you're just still there. You can go back and you can make amends for it. And yeah. um, I guess there was a little bit less pressure on that sort of stuff as well. So yeah. I, I feel like hockey was sort of that escape along the way and cricket was the real focus and it sort of just took off when I got picked to play for Australia. So then why didn't you become a bowler? Because then if you... Muck up, you got another chance. Well, you were yes, quite nippy. I, I don't was. think people realise this. <laughs> well, sometimes I do wonder why I did become a batter. But I actually started my um, junior state career as a bowler. Yeah. So I uh, played in the City North team with Elise Perry. She was a captain. Mm-hmm. And I was a bowler. And I got picked to play for New South Wales as a bowler. Mm-hmm. So so it, before we get into that, who was in that team? In the New South Wales team? Yeah. It was uh, Elisa Healy, Elise Perry, um, Sarah Coit, Rhiannon Dick, Ange Reeks. Good memories. So yeah, far. we were pretty good. <laughs> That's an impressive lineup. It was a very good team, and we, we obviously won that competition. Yeah. But I was a bowler in those days, so I'm not sure what happened, but uh, yeah. I flipped at some point, probably through my school career years, I reckon. Yeah. Somehow I turned into a number three batter at school career, um, yeah. facing the boys bowling fast, and just went from there, I guess. That's um, it's, it's something that's often brought up with your career for the fact that you played with the boys at Kerry, so the first girl to be playing in APS. APS, yeah. APS schools. Yeah. At the time, did you think much about it or did you just get out and play? Not really. Yeah. I mean, I played in the boys' team from year seven, like mm. all the way through to year 12. So when I played some first 11 cricket, it, it, you know, that was just 
the next step, I guess. Yeah. Um, it was a bit of fuss around it. I was very surprised. Uh, <laughs> I, I got picked to play, and then the next morning, the radio station for ringing and stuff, and I'm like, well, what's <laughs> going on here? I just want to play cricket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, uh, but, yeah, I didn't really think too much of it. I was mm. just, you know, I played through from year seven, and yeah. I wanted to play first level cricket because that's the highest you could get. Yeah. That's what you ended did up that happening. You yeah. ticked that box. <laughs> did you, you played against James Pattinson? I did. He wasn't yeah. bowling, though. He was only batting at the time. So it was right. probably a good thing. So you guys have flipped around a little bit. He went from batter to bowler. And yeah, I think on. he was injured back then. Right. Um, so not so. much has changed. No, yeah. not much has changed. Hopefully <laughs> he's, he's over the hill. But, yeah, I remember playing against him. Played with Andrew Gaff as well, who plays a bit yeah. of footy now. He, yeah. was, he was at Kerry. Tom Lynch, who plays footy now for oh, right. yeah, um, yeah. Adelaide. Yep. So there's a few people I played against who um, have gone on to play pretty good elite sport. Yeah. So going, you, you move to you move to Victoria. You go through the, the state system there. Do you remember the was it a call, a phone call when you got picked for the Australian team? <laughs> I was telling this story the other day. Actually, <laughs> I was with Erin uh, Burns and Sophie Molyneux. We we're talking about our. Um, first jobs and stuff like that and yeah. I um, was working at Baker's Delight at the time uh, and that was when I missed favourite bread roll oh the, like... the scones when scones. the scones come out oh the blueberry and white chocolate they got me every time <laughs> sweet tooth yeah yeah I'm a big sweet tooth so flat white and blueberry yeah scones. yeah and freshly out of the oven too it was okay. it was yeah jam or cream first or nothing. Oh, no, jam. Well, jam first. Jam, jam and then cream. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you're a Cornish girl. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> and, yeah, I was working a shift there and then I finished up and checked my phone. I had a missed call from Christina Matthews, who was yeah. the selector at the time. So I missed my first call because I was working at Baker's Delight. <laughs> <laughs> you had more important things I to did. Do. I did. And then they made me open the shop at like 5.30am and that was the end of that. Okay. Way too early. <laughs> I didn't sign up for that. And did someone actually present you with your cap your one day cap or was it just in the kit of clothing uh no someone presented it i think it was shelly nitsky i should know that you should know that i should yeah. know that it's hard so we won't I, tell shell if it was no, her that was not memorable <laughs> because i played my first game over in new zealand first t20 game over in new zealand yep. and then came back to australia and played my first odi game mm-hmm. in perth so it was a bit of a whirlwind tour but um, i know bc presented my bag of green I do remember that. Do you remember um, what she said? Uh, or was it a bit of a blur? No, it was a bit of a blur because mm. we had, there was three of us. So it was myself, Furs and Ozzy, I think, yep. who were debuting at the same time. Um, so it was, yeah, it was a bit of a, a blur, really. Test match cricket, I didn't really know what I was doing. <laughs> <laughs> I was just happy to get the cap and um, be involved in it all. So you've been presented three caps. You've done a little bit of presenting yourself. Who have you presented caps to? I have, yeah. Uh, I did Georgia Wareham, I think, at the um, North Sydney Oval yep. uh, against New Zealand, just mm-hmm. for the last World Cup, um, which was really cool, obviously coming through Victoria and yep. um, pretty quick rise, I think. I think yeah. she was pretty shocked that she got picked, but um, <laughs> certainly deserved and, you know, went on to play really well in that World Cup final, which sort of, um, you know, showed why we, we picked her. So yeah. it's always an amazing uh, moment presenting caps. Like that um, test match just gone over in um, England where in those Somerset. caps were presented yeah, that was amazing I mean I don't cry a lot but I had a little tear in my oh, eye <laughs> I had a little tear in my eye just I don't like, think it was a dry eye to be honest nah it was amazing like it was done so well had yeah. all the the Aussie A girls there the parents and family and yeah. um yeah, that was just really cool to be a part of, and that sort of you know just shows you why you you play the game, everyone involved, yeah. and everyone yeah. who sort of got you to that point. Yeah, it was nice matchups too. With yeah, we we thought about that. Yeah, to try and try and get it right. So um, yeah, it was nice that they were able to do it. Yeah. 
Dan Christian, I just vividly remember him saying when we got there that, um, I won't say exactly, <laughs> but he was, yeah, sweating bullets, basically. Yeah, yeah. and it was just, yeah. That's the enormity that's of That's one of my favourite moments of my career, just being yeah. there. Like, during that, it was really cool. Okay. So, you debut for Australia at T21st, and you get to the one-day games. You're in, you're in Perth. You, people know you as a, as a run machine. You obviously thoroughly enjoy being out in the middle. You would have dreamt of hitting hundreds for Australia. <laughs> I did, yeah, growing up. I Was it similar yeah. to what you ended up doing very, very quickly? <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's a real blur, that innings, actually. Um, so it was a day-night game. I think we were playing mm. over at the Wacker. Yeah. Um, I hadn't really played night games before. I was probably half asleep or <laughs> 9 o'clock or whatever it was. Um, and I was opening the batting with Shelly Nitschke, yep. which was really cool. She... Um, I always got a bit of uh, white line fever shell, so it's nice to have her on my side because <laughs> I was copying a bit of chirp from the uh, the English girls. <laughs> so, uh, really? Shelly was a bit? Yeah, okay. Shelly had my back, which yep. is good. She went and told them in no uncertain terms where to go. So, uh, that so, was so really most good. people wouldn't see a sort of feisty side to Shelly. No, no. Once she got on the field and yep. um, she heard something she didn't like, she was right she there. Was right so there. it was nice to have her on my side. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then I guess it was just one of those days where I just played well on... It all seemed to click into place. Can you... This is probably a pretty tough one, but from your game now in comparison to when you first started playing for Australia, can you see some major differences in the way in which you, you play the game? Uh, probably not in terms of the the way I play. Like, um, I've always wanted to score and try and score quickly. Yeah. Um, I guess... I've learned to be a little bit more patient sometimes. <laughs> um, others maybe not so much. It's still when when are you progress. not patient? Is it when there's a bowler on that you think you can dominate or is it um, state of the game? No, it's more so when um, I guess the start of your innings doesn't go amazingly. So like yeah. you obviously go out there with grand plans and then you hit the ball in the middle, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And that just doesn't happen every time. So yeah. it's actually just learning how to work through the times when it's not quite working. Because... Yeah. Um, it, yeah, it's not going to be perfect every time. So just and just understanding that that's okay. Yeah. Uh, so I think I've learned a little bit about that, um, which is the the main thing. So, um, but I think in terms of my game, I've always been strong through the offside. Uh, I don't think that's changed too much. <laughs> <laughs> I've tried to develop the leg side a little bit, yeah. but uh, I think in terms of yeah, the shots I play and the way I want to go about it, I think it's pretty similar. Yeah. Do you feel as if the T Twenty game sometimes pressurizes people to put more shots into their game? I think so, yeah. I think people want to add all the time. The thing, the bonus that we've got is there's only four fielders out. So yeah. I always feel like there's a boundary every time yeah. um, without having to take too much of a, a risk, if that makes sense. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I feel like in the men's game, you might, with five fielders out, it's a little bit harder. You might need to get a little bit more inventive. But yeah. the fact that we've only got four fielders out, um, I sort of feel like plays to the advantage of the, the batting team. Um, yeah. So I sort of feel like I just think about the different areas where pretty much wherever the fields are yeah you know, there's obviously a boundary there so just targeting those areas and working out how to get get it there yeah. generally it's, it's sort of the same each yeah. game your conversion rate from 50s to 100s is is amazing so most centuries in the women's game fastest male or female to 100 one day international tons in 59 innings is your game plan and your ability to coaching analogy of shift through gears is that as important as technique to to be able to do those sorts of things yeah absolutely especially in one day career um you, know, you go through patches where you hit a few boundaries and then you'll be a bit quieter and yeah it, it's not a simple 
fact of you go in and then you just keep getting better and better and better. Yeah. Uh, 50 hours is such a long time. Like, it's just, it's incredible. And it's so much longer when you're sitting on the sidelines watching other people yeah. <laughs> bat. So, uh, not a good watcher? No, I'm not a okay. good watcher. That's another thing that makes me want to stay out there. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it's definitely shifting up and down the gears and actually just, like, taking medicine and working the ones, I think, is, is really yeah. important. I think we sometimes forget about forget about that, especially once we get going. So yeah. you actually just need to pick your bowlers a little bit and just be satisfied to play the long game a yeah. little bit, I guess. Are you the type of player that wants to and does convert with your partner a lot or are you pretty much just sort of go about it yourself or does it depend on who's up the other end? Oh, it depends a little bit. I like to have a chat to the person at the other end, yeah. feel like we're working together. Um, about cricket or about anything? Oh, or bits and pieces, yeah. mainly cricket, but... Yeah. Yeah, I, you're a bit of cricket nothing. I am, yeah, yeah I watch a lot of cricket <laughs> yeah. and some sport in general, I yeah. watch it, so I'm always sort of thinking about what's happening, but yeah, yeah it's nice just to be on the same page, I guess, and yeah. um, working through what the opposition are doing and what you're doing and stuff like that, I think makes it a bit easier. There's a few more of them out there than there is of you, so yeah. you try and work together as a team. <laughs> Captaincy came early, like you said, you were surprised that you got the call for the to play, and then all of a sudden Jodie Fields... <laughs> You're shaking your head already. <laughs> Were you? Did you feel ready for it? Nah, not at all. I hadn't done any like captaincy stuff. Like all through junior, pathway cricket, I, I'd never thought about it. I was mm-hmm. just happy playing, being part of it. Yeah. Uh, and then yeah, Julie Savage asked to catch up for a coffee, and I was like, I'm not really sure what's going on here. And she's <laughs> like, We're going to make you vice captain. And I was yeah. like, Okay, yeah. I'm not really sure why, but yeah. And so um, Jodie Fields was the, the captain and um, we're yeah. heading into an Ashes series. And she did the test match. Mm-hmm. And then we were doing a fielding drill. I was in the fielding drill and I think Jess came and threw the ball and hit top of the stump and then re- like um, went on to hit her finger. Yeah. And she wandered off. Because I, like, <laughs> I remember... Did you actually think at the time? Well, I remember oh, Fitz no. saying to me, now we've thought about this. And so Catherine Fitzpatrick was the coach yes, at the time. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, we've thought about this and we do understand that by making you vice captain, if Jacko gets injured, you'll be captain. And I was like, okay, that's okay. good. And then it actually happened. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I watched her walk off and I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, and this was the day before the game. Yeah. And then I um, yeah, obviously found out that I was in charge and I didn't really know what I was doing. <laughs> so uh, anyway, uh, I was making it up as I went along, which probably helped me. I'm a bit of a go-with-the-flow person. So. You are a bit of a sort so of gut it, feel. It probably worked out. Intuitive okay. kind of I didn't have any preconceived ideas about what was going to happen. It yeah. was just see what happened. Go-with-the-flow. Who was then made your vice? I think Alex stepped back in. So I sort of took right. over from Alex. Oh, that's right, yes. And then Alex yes, became yes, yes. my vice captain. So, right. um, yeah, so... Yeah, that's the way it panned out. A lot quicker than what I thought. <laughs> I wasn't ready. <laughs> if you weren't ready, and then you've now been... How, how long has it been now? Well, 2014 yeah. I took over. Yeah. Um, so that's six years. So it's, a, it's, a it's a long time. <laughs> <laughs> how, would, how would you describe yourself as a captain? Uh, oh, I'm, I think I, I like to go with gut instinct and feel. Yeah. Um, so there's an element of planning and I've had to sort of learn how to do that and how to get the best information um, yeah. without overloading. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's probably in the area where I have tried to get better at yeah. because you, like, you have to do these, especially with T23. Yeah. Like, you've got to, like you can't bring the wrong bowler on for one over in yeah. the game because that's, that could be the game right yeah. there. So you, you've got to be 
ride onto it. You can't sort of wait. So you need to be prepared for that. But in in general, when I'm out there, it's it's about feel and yeah. what's happening in the game. You've always got your plans and stuff like that. But I tend to find that's the best way to go about it because all the plans that you have generally going into a game <laughs> never work anyway. So <laughs> there's no point hanging your hat on that and trying to make sure that that happens. How many plans do you have? Uh, to most of the like key batters, yeah. you'll you'll have an idea of who you want to bowl and mm-hmm. what field you want to do. But yeah. you can get out there and the wicket's different. Um, yeah. there's, it's really windy. Like, you want to get to hit one side of the ground. Like, yeah. So you've, that's the biggest thing is you've got to be willing to adapt. Like, you can't just be rigid. Yeah. Otherwise, you'll probably get found out, I think. Yeah. In terms of captaincy, a moment does stick out in my mind and it was during the 2017 World Cup in England and the game was at Taunton and it was against the West Indies. Mm-hmm. Ian Bishop was out with yes. the coin toss. <laughs> and this baffled a, a, a lot of people. I think a lot of people probably, and I'll get to the, I'll explain it in a second. A lot of people went, well, that's Meg Lanning because she is just so switched on to, to every moment and she's a stickler for the rules. Um, and then some just sort of went, I would never have even thought about it. And she just made a mistake, just let it happen. So the coin, the coin goes up. And maybe okay, you're so probably better than yeah. you explain it. All right, I'll explain. Yeah. So yeah, the coin goes up, and um, did you did you flip the coin? Oh, I can't remember. No. I hope not. Probably not. And Stefani Taylor goes, "We can have a bat." So and she I, wins the toss. Yeah. And she says, "We're bat." I was like, "Okay, great. We were going to bowl anyway." So I was like, "This is perfect." perfect. <laughs> <laughs> and then she obviously did the interview first because she'd won, and yeah. I was listening to it. And then she goes, "We're going to have a bowl," and I was like. Hang on a second. <laughs> like, so anyway, we went through the interview process. Yeah. And I was like to the match I was like, she told me that they were going to bat. Mm-hmm. And she was there and she was like a bit like, oh, unsure. And I yeah. was like, we wanted to bowl. So if we want to, um, if we wanted to bat first, it yeah. wouldn't have mattered. I yeah. wouldn't have worried about it. But we wanted yeah. to bowl. And so <laughs> she told me she was going to bat. Yeah. So I feel like if that's what you say, then yeah. you should have to do it so that was it <laughs> Ian Bishop I've never seen him look f- flustered before yeah he's the, the coolest commentator going around the game but yeah. that even flustered him yeah I, yeah I didn't think it was a big deal to be honest I yeah. she, said, she said she was going to bat so then they should be batting there we go yeah so done anyway yeah a big deal was made out of it but I didn't think it was happening <laughs> <laughs> what's been I mean throughout your career and this will happen for any player if they play as long as what you have you you'll come up against some challenges and some adversity and things like that you've had two different types of injuries the the first one was your shoulder which came to the worst it's probably been was hanging on by sheer thread by the end of the 2017 world cup which meant that you then missed the 17 ashes series and i don't know it's certainly not old age this back this is just no just a blip on the radar (laughs) but two different types of injuries do you learn differently? Let's go to the shoulder first because that's the one that took you out of the game. Yeah, yeah. Bit. Was that one of your biggest learning phases? Oh, uh, yeah, definitely. Because for a long time before I had the shoulder done, I, I couldn't really train a lot. So I had to be smart with how I train. I couldn't mm. just go and bat the nets for two hours. Yeah. Um, which sometimes is what you feel like doing. And you had to, like, get your mindset. So, like, often I feel like cricketers, we have to feel really good and we keep training until we feel really good heading yeah. into the game. yeah. I had to learn how to go into a game 
knowing that I'd be okay even though I didn't feel like I'd done enough prep, if that makes sense. Completely. So I feel like you can talk yourself into it or you can talk yourself out of it. So yeah. I had to <laughs> get used to talking myself into it <laughs> uh, and knowing that I was going to be okay without it, you know, you know, deep down I sort of was like, I don't feel like I've trained enough, but it's just going to Did you to teach yourself that or did you work with someone on the mental oh, side with, of trying to get um, yourself right? I our psych a little bit around it, just yeah. about, and it's just the way you think about it. Like, yeah. You know, in reality, I probably had done enough, but you, you always feel like you want to do more. So yeah. you've just got to try and talk yourself into it. And yeah. you just gonna be like, yeah, no, here's what it is. Like, So I had to learn how to do that mm-hmm. a little bit because I couldn't do all the training that I wanted to do. Yeah. Because um, I pretty much wasn't training at all through, like, in between the games and stuff like that. Yeah. So it worked It worked all right until the semi-final when we had, like, a 10-day break or something between, uh, or like something ridiculous. Right, yeah. Between the last game and the semi. Yeah. And it... Yeah, we all know what happened in the yeah. semi. <laughs> Unfortunately, <laughs> we won't go there. No, but I, yep, so you... I still have nightmares about that. I think I will for the rest of my really. Life. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's just one of those days where everything didn't feel right. Like it just it rained in the morning. Right. Just, okay. So the, even before the game yeah, started, it rained in the morning. There so you had just, a bad feeling before the the game. Well, it just, or it just, just wasn't. Not quite... It was just weird. Yeah. Like it was just not quite right. And then we obviously played, and we actually started all right. We got a few yeah. wickets, and then Cord just unleashed, and we were a bit deer in headlights. We just, yeah, we couldn't react to it. Yeah. Um, and then because it was a range short and matched, it was only a ten minute turnover. So yeah. it all sort of actually like molded into one. Yeah, yeah. So usually in a one day game, you get a forty minute break, so yeah. you can actually go, okay, yeah, <laughs> we couldn't do that. And then we'd lost four wickets before we could even blink. Yeah. And it just, yeah, it just that's a bad day. Yeah. Bad day. I just, I seriously, I still think about it a lot. Yeah. Um, Even though, that's interesting you say that because there's been a lot of talk, and we've we've chatted about it on the podcast as well, about the fact that the team then went away, had that bit of an honesty session, and it it shifted things for the team, mm -hmm. and you've been magnificent since then. So there's been a a good element from that day, but it still gives you nightmares. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, there has been, and we're a much better side for it. Yeah. Yeah, it gave us sort of the kick up the butt that we needed, yeah. um, which we probably didn't know that we needed. But yeah, it doesn't take away from the fact that it happened, I guess. Yeah. Um, but I guess the good thing is we have become a lot better for it. And then you as captain, when you say that you didn't realise you needed it, does that make you look at the team differently now, just to double check on those sorts of things? Yeah, absolutely. We, we always look to try and see what we can do differently and better. Mm-hmm. Um, because we... I guess what we look at is trying to maximise what we've got. So we want to get the most out of everybody that we've got and bring it all together. Yeah. We didn't feel like we were probably doing that or challenging ourselves enough to bring everything to the table. So yeah. we were sort of operating at 80% maybe. And we beat most teams playing at that level. But, you know, we found out that you don't you don't always win when you do that. So we needed to find a way to get more out of people and people be willing to try new things and get better. Yeah. You said... You're a lover of sport and you watch everything. Did you watch the 2017 World Cup final at Lords? No, I didn't. You haven't seen it since? I've seen a few highlights here and there, but yeah, I couldn't do it. I couldn't watch that, no. no. I feel the girls thought about going. I was like, oh, I could not do that. <laughs> that was really sad, those few days. <laughs> uh, trip to Europe after it, though? Yeah, we went to just Spain. We went to yeah. Spain, um, Barcelona, which was really cool, yeah. just to get away from it all. How do you find your balance? Uh, I can still get better, I think. I'm still very cricket-focused. think about it a lot. I'm trying to find ways to escape a little bit. Yeah. Um, trying to, like, 
like read a little bit. I, I like to walk, listen to the put the tunes in. Okay. Um, what's what's on your playlist at the moment? Um, it's well, I'm still listening to the best of 2019. Which Spotify made for me, so I need to get a new playlist. <laughs> <laughs> I need an update for 2020. Okay. Well, it's only new into the year. Like, yeah, I know, I know. I usually Come follow on. other people's playlists. I'm not right. I'm not really a very good music person, but I try to broaden my horizons by following other people's lists. Okay. So what would be your genre? Oh, if you did... just whatever's on the radio and stuff. Okay. Like, but I need, to, I need to get out a little bit more. You need to get okay. out. Yeah. Alrighty. Yeah. We'll get some suggestions through from people to give you. A... Yeah, yeah, that'd be good. Okay. Any, any good new I'll music? Yeah, but music. Yeah, I do try. I try to get away a little bit and not think about it, but my mind ticks a lot. Okay. Uh, you play a little bit of golf. Oh yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Try to. Not, not very well. What's the trophy called between you? Oh, and... the Lani Lani Cup. I've yeah. still got it. Actually, Junior hasn't asked me for a rematch for a while. Oh right. I'm not sure why. Maybe she's a little bit worried. Okay. But yes, no, I have gotten into that of late. Yeah, it's a. I try not to get frustrated because I, I, it doesn't matter. Yeah. It's almost like I only remember well, the good shots. It does if there's a cup on the, at the end of it. Yeah, <laughs> I try to just only remember the good shots. And if I hit a good shot, it's a bonus. And okay. if I don't, well, like, well, I wasn't supposed to hit it well. That's just the way it is. Speaking of good shots, I've mentioned this to you on, the I think, the day of the game and on numerous times. Your century against England in the T20 at Chelmsford was probably the best innings I've seen you play. How would you rate it? Yep, I think I'd agree with that. Especially given how I was playing leading up to that <laughs> innings. I'd, I'd made a few smaller scores in the lead up to that, but really feel like I was playing that well and hadn't for a little while, to be fair. Yeah. Uh, was there anything you could put your finger on for those innings? Not really. What? I actually have no idea what happened in that innings. Like, I played shots on that day that I like, never played. I, I, look, you know me. I can, <laughs> I can talk underwater. And I was at a couple of shots... I mean, I, I don't know what to say. Yeah, I, I hit a few shots and I'm like, I'm not sure what just happened there. Like, I wasn't thinking about playing them. It just, like, happened. It just happened. Um, and you've never had an innings like that before? Uh, the only other one I can think of is the 100 I made against New Zealand at the um, North Sydney Oval. It was an yep. ODI game. Yeah. Um, that was probably another day where I just kept hitting the ball in the gap, in the middle. Yeah. But, yeah, that Chelmsford innings, are, I don't know what happened. It just, yeah. it just all clicked into place um and then like it was a big moment too for our team like we fortress we, chelmsford for yeah one. the fortress Tel- mm. chelmsford we needed you know we we were disappointed that we only leveled the last Ashes series we wanted yeah. to win it and we didn't and we sort of know if we give them a sniff england they they ride with it pretty well so yeah. we had to sort of nail it there and then yeah so that was yeah to do it in a really big game that was really cool yeah it was it was impressive yeah, yeah. I'm not and sure are you kind of the person who who then goes back gets diary out or journal and writes down what you feel like in the morning did i have the strong flat white i was, the I was trying to think about that what did i do that day what was i wearing what was i wearing day? um i do get a bit superstitious with stuff like that but i i, I didn't, didn't i didn't yeah. go back and like yeah but i was trying to think what did i do that day that yeah. um but i don't know what it was yeah. i don't know like it just happened hopefully there's a few more days like that around the corner <laughs> superstitions yeah i get a bit thingy about stuff um like even like the breakfast i eat on the day where i go to eat it where i sit in the change room yeah you're messy oh yes that don't throw your head back and try and find an excuse to explain come on it's yeah yes i have an area and it's a bit messy in the area area. i feel like i can do whatever i like in that area like i you know so 
And there's a lot of other messy areas too. Um, so you're gonna throw anyone under? No, I'm not. I'm not. Okay. I'm not. But uh, good captain. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, I do get a little bit. Even just what like the clothes I'm wearing and stuff. Like yeah. Undies and brown socks and stuff. Yeah. But then if it doesn't work, then I. I move it on you and get something else. On. Okay, so yeah. there's no specific order of things being put Apart in. from sitting in the corner in the change room. I yeah. have to do that. Okay. Yeah. No one's ever... You haven't walked into a change room once and looked up and someone was sitting in a corner and you're like... Uh, not generally. They, I, I find my way there anyway. But everyone on the team knows that <laughs> no, I like to sit in the corner, so they okay. usually leave one for me. Beautiful. I remember you saying once that looking down on your bat too, you like to see a nice yeah. clean yeah. shape of the bat. Yep. So you speak shapes, new balance and yeah, shape's very important. So yeah. it sounds silly, but if you look down at the bat, I don't want it to be scalloped out around the middle. Yeah, I want it to be really like quite filled out mm-hmm. because I want to feel like if I'm going to hit the ball, I want it to. You got I want some it to go. Meat <laughs> yeah, yeah. Whereas if I look down and it's scalloped out, it's like, well, I'm not, I'm not getting the most out of this. <laughs> uh, I don't like to have tape on my bat either. Like even on the face and stuff. Okay. So if the bat sort of breaks a little bit, I'll just gone. get a new one. Yeah. Okay. Because I, I don't like the just, the tape on it. No. Yeah, really like it very clean. Yeah. 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 Um, what weight is it? Two six. Really quite light. Really. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. I'm quite um, wristy. Like yeah. Good bat speed. So if it's, I mean, I'd love to use two eight because you can get a little bit more yeah. wood in it, but I can't swing it, so there's no point. Okay. We're going to take a quick break here on Road to the T20 World Cup. We're going to come back and chat all things World Cup and weight of expectations. On SEM, this is Road to the T20 World Cup with Mel Jones. We had Heather Knight on Road to the T20 World Cup a couple of episodes back and we chatted a lot about 2017 and Cup for, for England and the fact that they lost the first game against India in Derby and uh, that was so close to losing the semi-final game against South Africa probably you know a delivery away uh, and just managing managing that as a captain and, and as a group coming into this World Cup it's like nothing you've ever experienced before have you done anything differently in, in preparation for it? We've spoken a little bit about it, mm. um, but the main thing we've spoken about is what a great opportunity we've got in front yeah. of us. Like It's a once-in-a-career opportunity to play a home World Cup in front of our family, friends, mm-hmm. home fans. Yeah. So, you know, yes, it's a World Cup and there's pressure on everybody, to be honest, and there is pressure on us to host, but mm. I think it depends which way you look at it as to which way it could go. So. You know, World Cups always carry expectations for, for everybody. We go into every World Cup that I've played in with the aim of winning, mm-hmm. and, and this World Cup is no different. So it's not like it's a very different expectation on us. Like we, yeah. we want to do the same thing we, we've been trying to do every time. So, um, you know, it, it is going to be different. That's just the nature of it. You can't yeah. really hide from that. But I think if you embrace it and really take it on and enjoy it, yeah. uh, I think we can really use it in, in a positive way. You're talking about being a captain and being very intuitive and going with your gut on the field what about off the field do you sit down with Matthew Mott and Motty was great on the, on the podcast as well and do you sort of think of things that might happen so that you have a contingency plan for the very worst to just little things that sort of pop up along along the tournament yeah we speak a lot about what it's going to look like and how it's going to pan out and how we want it to, to pan out mm. and yeah like World Cups are very hectic so once you get into the tournament it's Play, travel, train, play. Like it's very busy. Australia's got a big travel yeah. component. Yeah. Usually, so, you send 
your next best is in England or India. Yeah, one of the biggest yeah. Trips. So we're travelling around the country, um, which um, yeah. So it gets really busy. So there's not yeah. a lot of time to um, plan for things during it. So you've got to sort of plan yeah. ahead. But but the key is just to react to what happens. And um, obviously it's in Australia, so you sort of got a bit of an idea around what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's just about writing what writing what happens and comes along the way. And we feel like we're as planned as we can be. We've yeah. got everything in place that we want, but it might not pan out the way yeah. we think it's going to. And the yeah. best teams adapt and, and are able to deal with it. So yeah. that's what we hope we can do. Chatting to people, I think everyone's just so excited for the tournament itself and, and what it can mean for, for cricket and women's sport. And we've spoken about a variety of different things. I think a lot of people also because they want the Australian team to do well and, and to, to win at the G on March 8th, that I think there's a nervous feeling of should we back off a little bit mm-hmm. as in terms of, you know, supporters and media and the like and just give you guys a bit of space or should we pump it up because it is so exciting? Um, do you have a... Do you care? Not really. Yeah. I don't think it changes what we're thinking. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's great that people uh, want us to be involved and yeah. they're wanting us to win and getting behind us. That's that's what you want. Yeah. So uh, I think we've got to just take that on and accept that that's, that's part of it and the media, the fans, they can say what they want to and hopefully it's really positive about us but I guess it's just about you know, how we sort of think about it and talk yeah. about it and it doesn't really change too much. We, you know, we've our first challenge is getting out of the group stage, which is going to be hard in itself. <laughs> group, yeah. So we yeah. can't think any further ahead than, than that. So yeah. um, that's what we're doing. And the hype around it, the talk about it, it's only a good thing. Yeah. Um, it just sort of builds up the tournament and, and hopefully it is the, the best tournament and, and something we look back on. Yeah. And do you allow the players to embrace it in their own way as well as collectively the team way? And I, and I sort of talk about Heather mentioned that some of the English girls went off social media at the start I think some came back on at different stages throughout have, have you guys spoken about that? Uh, there's no real um, group plan mm. in place it, it's obviously up to individuals so um, yeah we've encouraged everybody to deal with it how they want to deal with yeah. it and some people will really want to get involved and other people will sit back a little bit and yeah. that's the key and that's what something we've tried to really encourage in our group is just allowing people to like be themselves and be confident to, to do that so yeah. um, I think you know we've still got some young players coming in who might need a little bit more guidance <laughs> than others but uh, generally I think the squad's very experienced and know what's good for them and what's not so yeah. um, I think you've got to leave it in the players hands yeah so you mentioned some young players come, coming in it was the like 2018 T20 World Cup because you mentioned um, Wolfie Georgia Wareham coming in Annabelle Sutherland now comes into the side as well is that that's just another challenge for you as well isn't it managing managing players it is absolutely, and that's that. To be honest, that's probably almost more important than the on-field stuff. Yeah. Uh, and that's what another thing I've learned about leadership is uh, the fact that you know the on-field stuff's almost the easy part. The the off-field stuff, managing relationships, building relationships, yeah. and trying to work out how you're going to get people to contribute best to the to the side. Yeah. Uh, and that's been my biggest challenge, I think, and something I continue to to work on because before I became captain, I was just chilling, you know, going yeah. along. <laughs> <laughs> doing my own thing, happy to be a part of it. And yeah. then all of a sudden you've got a whole group of people that you need to look out for and try mm-hmm. and, um, yeah, get the best out of them. So, yeah, uh, yeah. Annabelle Sutherland, she's, um, she's very independent. She, she's she got a good head on her shoulder. She knows yeah. what she's doing. Um, so she doesn't take too much looking after. Okay. Uh, but, yeah, I, but that, the good thing is we've been able to add to our squad and, yeah. and I think that's really important. I think if we'd gone into this World Cup with the same squad, 
that might have been playing with danger a little bit. I think you've got to evolve and, and be different because if you stand still, well, you know, you get taken over pretty quick. So I really like that about our squad is that we've got some different different skill sets now in our group to, to get better. Yep. Okay. I'm going to quickly go through this squad and I just to say the first thing that comes to your mind okay. with each of these players, it can be a little bit of cricket, it can yeah. be whatever. Yeah. Okay. You ready? Yeah. Nicola Carey. <laughs> uh... Very laid back, often looks like she's not really paying attention, um, but I'm sure she's on the inside. Okay. Erin <laughs> Burns. Uh, very experienced, a little bit like a mother within the group, just understands right. her game, looks after everybody, loves to chat. Megan Shoot. It's got a bit of sass about her, Megan Shoot. Oh, good word. Yeah, attitude. Good word. Yeah, she's, yeah, it's good. I love it. Sassy. I'm yeah. going to get that on commentary. Okay. <laughs> um, Georgia Wareham. Very unassuming. Wolfie just goes about her business. Um, doesn't say too much. Hard mm-hmm. to get a word out of her. Uh, so yeah. if you can get more than five out of her, that's a good effort. <laughs> okay. I'll remember that for yeah. uh, post-match interviews as well. Uh, Sophie Molyneux. Uh, she, Sophie Molyneux is just so talented. Like she, and she does it easily. She looks like she does it easily, but she's developed a really good work ethic to go along with that. So it's nice to see her happy and enjoying her cricket. You really thought about that one? Yeah, I did. I think you look up to the right, kind of. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Mitchell Stark is a little bit excited about Taylor Bellamic. What do you think about her? She's uh, scary in the nets, Taylor. Yeah. She, uh, she is just the most competitive person, like, even more competitive than me. Like, she just... Ooh. She just gets into the contest all the time, especially when she gets a ball in her hand. She right. just runs in so fast. She gets high-speed metres in her run-up. Okay. And that's fast. <laughs> I don't even get it in the game. So, she the yeah. quickest you faced? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, and it's just a bit of a weird action as well. Yes, yeah. stuff going everywhere. Um, right. But it's fast. <laughs> Delissa Kimmins. Uh, she's very laid back now. Uh, I think she's learned a lot yeah. over her career. Yeah, and she's just learned to really enjoy it and embrace it. And that's what it looks like she does every time. Yeah. Did you want to add anything to Annabelle Sutton? Uh. Not really, not really, but I, she's just a very calm person. For someone who's 18, yeah. she looks like she's played for a long time. Will she be a better batter or bowler? I think she'll be... She'll literally be an Elise Perry. Yeah. She'll, she'll be good at both. I see that, yeah. Yeah. In her as well. Rachel Haynes. <laughs> uh, she's the wise head in the group. She's very considered. I like to make decisions pretty quick, and she always gives you that... <laughs> just let's think about that. So she just... <laughs> Draws me back a little bit, which yep. is very good. Okay. And how often do you still stick with your original decision? Sometimes. Okay. Sometimes I listen to her, sometimes <laughs> I don't. So she's more there just to make you stop and pause yeah, I'll rather than to, change I'll just your decision. go to Rachel and I'll say, I'm thinking this, this and this. And she'll go, sometimes she'll go, yep, yep. And the other time she'll go, not sure. And when she's not sure, that means no. <laughs> uh, I'll look out for that look on the field too. This is great. Uh, Jess Johnson. Uh, she's really enjoying her cricket. I've never yeah. not seen her have so much fun playing and just being really relaxed about what she's doing. So she's certainly a good person to have on your side. She can bowl any time in the innings, very reliable. You've said that about DK as well. Is that a Queensland thing? Do you think the Queensland have sort of grown up and matured? And yeah, maybe. Feel... I've obviously been around for a little while, yeah. played a few, a few big tournaments and stuff like that, and you just get a bit more comfortable within yourself, I think. Yeah. Elise uh, Perry. Trainaholic. Mm-hmm. Can't get her out of the net, and you can see the results. Yeah, <laughs> it clearly works for her, so yeah. uh, she can do. She can continue to do that. Very good. <laughs> Ash Gardner. 
Uh, she's an X Factor. She, mm. She's a bit unorthodox and sometimes you wonder how she actually did that or played mm-hmm. that shot and it went there, but she does stuff that other people can't do. Elisa Healy? Uh, she brings the she brings the fun. I think that's something she's really done well over the last mm. few years, and it's shown in her career. She mm. has a good laugh and just keeps everyone down to earth. And uh, I think you need someone like that. Yeah. Beth Mooney. She sort of goes under the radar a little bit. She's sort of you know she got Healy and, and Perry, and mm. um, but I think her last twelve months have been exceptional. She's a very important part of our team. Yeah. Matthew Mock. <laughs> Yeah, he likes to be annoying, um, and he knows he's being annoying, and then he keeps going until you crack it. Um, but once you get past that, he's a very calming influence. Like yeah, he, 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 he's never fostered, uh, yeah. and I think that's a really good thing to have. Yeah. Uh, Meg Lanning. <laughs> people think I'm really serious, but I'm not as serious as people. Does that think. annoy you? It does a little bit yeah. because I'm. I don't think I mean. I'm also get in the field, like you know, like well, you did. I am yeah. serious. Like yeah. whether they win. Yeah. But I like to have a bit of a laugh at the field, I don't, and I don't take myself too seriously. Okay. Happy to cop it. Have you got a joke up your sleeve? No, I'm not good at jokes. Okay. That's where I delegate, see? I like to okay. delegate. Very good. Yeah, yeah. Well done. March 8, International Women's Day. I don't have to tell you, it's been thrust in front of this team for the last little bit. But a packed MCG, you've been to AFL Grand Finals there, you've heard what it's like for, for an AFL Grand Final. The sound, I think, will be the different thing. Um, for whoever's playing there. What would it mean to you to see a packed MCG? It would be amazing. It, it's something that I really hope happens and I really hope that we're there. Mm. And that's what we're striving to, to do, as every other team is. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, just to allow yourself to think for a moment that you could be out in the centre for everybody, hopefully cheering for yeah. for us. Yeah, I'm not sure what I'll be thinking in that moment if, if that yeah. happens. But, yeah, I hope that we get the opportunity to do it because... Um, that would be special. Special was your leap post the 2018 T20 World Cup <laughs> final because I've never seen you so no, animated post a win ever. <laughs> it was brilliant. Will you leap even higher? Probably. I'm not sure I can, but I'll give it a crack. <laughs> yeah, that was a really cool moment to be a part of. It was probably more relief like after that win, I think, yeah. than anything else after what we'd been through with 2017, whereas... Yeah, it's obviously a different tournament this time around and mm-hmm. um, different circumstances. But, yeah, if we were to get the job done, which is what we're hoping, who knows what will happen. There we go. Uh, Meg, really appreciate it. I know this is a busy time. We had the Australian Cricket Awards last night. You've got training and meetings now. You've got the Tri-Series final on Wednesday and then warm-up games all over the place. Um, really appreciate your time. And here's hoping we can we can have another podcast in a, a month's time. Sure. Sounds good. You Thank br- you. bring a joke with you. Okay. I'll, br- I'll bring I'll the plan. flat white. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Thanks <Mark>. <laughs>